Welcome to the Course in Miracles podcast. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies. If you weren't aware, I wrote that song. If you just tuned in, you haven't heard me plugging my own music. That's called a God song. Written about a truly miraculous moment in my life in which I was spiritually reborn at the end of a hallway in a treatment center, uh, an institution of lower learning. Um, as I, it's actually kind of higher learning, honestly. It was like, it's where I found God. You might refer to that as the highest learning possible, actually. But still, I like to lovingly refer to it as an institution of lower learning. But that song was written about the moment where this, I was, it was nap time at rehab, and my head was supposed to be down, and I was reading this book. The book was called A Brief History of Time by Stephen Hawking. I'm sorry if you've heard me tell this story too many times. Um, and in the middle of the page, in the middle of this paragraph, there's this Stephen Hawking uses the word God. And at that very moment, that word God leapt out at the page, leapt, leapt from the page. I was surrounded by a white light and a choir of angels began, began uh, singing lovingly into my soul. And it was a truly, truly, truly beautiful moment. Because when you've destroyed your life, when you've destroyed your life, like, I mean, like, really, really destroyed your life, like, really, the only thing that will save you is often is a miracle. It's not like psychology. It's not psychotherapy. It's the miraculous. And that's what as I'm constantly saying, and I will continue to say, is that the 12-step programs are so beautiful in that they provide a container inside of which real-life miracles unfold every single day. Every single day it happens. Uh, just in you know churches, church basements, and libraries after hours, and maybe in parks or wherever, uh, miracles happen. And not metaphorical miracles, literal miracles. So I am the product of a literal miracle, and this is a course in miracles. And the way that we are accessing the miraculous is by adjusting our thinking and aligning it with the, the thinking of God. And I just found out that someone else, I just found out about someone else that listens to my podcast. Janet, are you out there? Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. You never know who's listening when you have a podcast. So now I'm going to extra watch my mouth because, you know, I don't, I don't like being the jerk of the family. <laughs> it's just kind of like when you're, when you, the way families are, fa families are really interesting things. Families are very often what happens inside of a family dynamic is that roles become adopted within that family dynamic, particularly if it's a dysfunctional one. And, and you could argue that all families are dysfunctional, dysfunctional to a certain degree. Um, and, and my role inside of the, the dysfunctional family dynamic that I grew up in was the black sheep. So the black sheep, essentially what the black sheep's role inside of a dysfunctional family dynamic is like what the black sheep does is actually exposes the dysfunction for what it is. And, and that's all that happens is, um, 
that's what sort of happened with me. I was like, you know, I don't know, six or seven or eight or five or nine or 10 or 15 or whatever it was. And I remember just catching on to how things were. <laughs> it's like something isn't right here, you know? And, um, and that's sort of the, and so I was a uh, textbook rebel without a cause. And as the result of, so, so, so when you're, when you're kind of, it's like the, the black sheep is sort of told that they're bad or it's insinuated that they're bad. I have another close family member who is the, the hero, and that's a different role inside of the dysfunctional dynamic. And so the hero is trying to be heroic looking, and the black sheep is trying to be essentially trying to be bad, right? Almost garnering negative attention. And neither one of them is coming from their true authentic self. But when you come to believe that you're the black sheep, that that essentially becomes internalized. So you you truly start to believe the lie. You start to believe that that's actually who you are, and that's actually not who I am. I'm actually um, anyone who knows me uh, knows that there's a um, there's a, a kindness. Like there's this part of me that's very very loving and very very kind. It's just as a funny way of showing it. I don't know where I went off on that tangent. Oh right. And this other person who might be listening, I didn't mean to, I forgot, I forgot who I was, what I was talking about when I went into the dysfunctional family stuff. But, um, yeah, like fam, like again, I'm coming to you live ish from, um, from this beautiful place in Georgia. It's just literally one of the most beautiful places on earth. I live in one of the most beautiful places on earth in Southern California, but this place is beautiful. -er. It's just like, there's no people or this just doesn't have the population density. And so one has time to think and to access one's soul. And it's wonderful to see uh, these little beings who I'm related to growing up in this serene and wonderful, nurturing, loving environment with all these cool people around. There's all these, there's all these like, like everybody here is really close to being super lame, but they're actually, they're not close to being super lame. I wouldn't surprise me if they were, but they're all super cool. They're like artists and musicians. I was just hanging out with this like pretty famous musician, you know, like ish. And, and that's really cool. You know, so people that make their way in the world doing the things that they love and manage to achieve a, a, a solid life balance are really interesting people to hang around with. And the um, one of the I don't mean to have this turn this into almost like a magic Pisces podcast episode, but there's a um, a concept called Ikigai, which is a Japanese concept, and you can just Google Ikigai. I k i k i k I-G-A-I, I believe it is, Ikigai. And it's a Venn diagram, and it basically is comprised of that which you are good at, that which you're talented at, that which the world needs, that which you can be paid for. And I believe it's like that which you love. Google it, Ikigai. And to achieve a level of Ikigai, it's like this very um, honorable thing in Japanese culture. And it's a, it's a truly, I'm kind of there. I don't quite have, you know, all the money that I like, but I really have sort of achieved that. That comes, I'm going to bring it back to Course in Miracles stuff. That comes from connecting to spirit in a really deep way. And the first place I started to connect to spirit was, um, through, uh, the, the, the 12 step world. That was where I 
I found God was through the 12 step world. And this is just an extension of that. This course of miracles just is just an extension of that. And so back to that Ikigai concept, um, I'm actually going to look it up real quick. Yeah. Ikigai, it, it actually means, um, reason for being. And the, the Venn diagram is made up of what you love, what the world needs, what you can be paid for and what you are good at. So it's like a picture of Venn diagram, like a a four-circle Venn diagram. So um, when you are able to achieve those things, that the combination of those things, you have a a reason for being. So what you can be paid for, what the world needs, what you love, what you are good at. So if you were to look at someone like Marianne Williamson, she loves Course in Miracles. The world needs to know about Course in Miracles. She can get paid for Course in Miracles. She wasn't really intending to, but she ended up being paid for it, and she's very good at it. She's a very good minister, right? And, and I don't think you can achieve that reason for being without having God on your side. So, you know, perhaps there should be another thing added there, what God can support you with or something like that, right? Uh, because in order to achieve um, greatness, it has always been my opinion that you have to have some sort of relationship to something greater than you. And this work, this Course in Miracles work, is an amazing structure to help us um, forge that relationship or strengthen that relationship or maybe even discover that relationship um, you know, at a, at a primary level. Perhaps this is, in fact, your first go with God. And that's perfectly fine, you know. Um, I didn't believe in God until about 15 years ago. I sort of did. I never completely, I think I just wanted to not believe in God. I think I just thought it was, like, cool to be an atheist and kind of a jerk. You know, that's the the part, of, there's a part of me that can be kind of a jerk. Um, and that's the part that's sort of collapsed with that atheism. And it's sort of, colla- it's, it's disconnected from spirit, you know. And so through doing this work and by, forgiving every single jerk I come into contact, I am essentially forgiving myself. And again, not to be redundant, but there's power in redundancy, taking my little part up in this atonement, which is the the atonement, which is the interlocking chain of forgiveness, right? So every person is an opportunity and family of origin members are amazing people to practice these principles with. Okay, without further ado, another short-ish lesson. Actually, this one's kind of long. This is going to be a long episode. I apologize. Uh, Lesson 105, God's peace and joy are mine. God's peace and joy are yours. Today we will accept them knowing they belong to us, and we will try to understand these gifts increase as we receive them. They are not like to the gifts the world can give, in which the giver loses and he gives the gift. The taker is the richer by his loss. Such are not gifts but bargains made with guilt. The truly given gift entails no loss. So that would be sort of similar to the concept of charity, right? There's both, they strengthen the giver and the receiver, which is also one of the principles of miracles at the beginning of the book. It is impossible that one can gain because another loses. This implies a limit and an insufficiency. No gift is given thus. Such gifts are but a bid for a more valuable return, a loan with interest to be paid in full, a temporary lending meant to be a pledge of debt to be repid, repaid rather, with more than was received by him who took the gift. This strange, distor- this strange distortion of what giving means pervades all levels of the world you see. 
It strips all meaning from the gifts you give and leaves you nothing in the ones you take. A major learning goal this course has set is to reverse your view of giving so you can receive. For giving has become a source of fear, and so you would avoid the only means by which you can receive. Accept God's peace and joy, and you will learn a different way of looking at a gift. That's beautiful. There's one of those zingers. Accept God's peace and joy, and you will learn a different way of looking at a gift. God's gifts will never lessen when they are given away. They but increase thereby. As heaven's peace and joy intensify when you accept them as God's gift to you, so does the joy of your creator grow when you accept his joy and peace as yours. True giving is creation. It extends the limitless to the unlimited, eternity to timelessness, and love unto itself. It adds to all that is complete already, not in simple terms of adding more, for that implies that it was less before. It adds by letting what cannot contain itself fulfill its aim of giving everything it has away, securing it forever for itself. For itself. Today, accept God's peace and joy as yours. Let him complete himself as he defines completion. So not as you define completion. You, com- you define completion with the Tesla or the money or the sex or the drugs or the rock and roll or the big house. This is as God defines completion. You will understand that what completes him must complete his son as well. He cannot give through loss. No more can you. Receive his gift of joy and peace today, and he will thank you for your gift to him. Today, our practice periods will start a little differently. Begin today by thinking of those brothers who have been denied by you the peace and joy that are their right under the equal laws of God. So in other words, think we're going to begin the lesson today with thinking about people that you can't stand. Here you denied them to yourself, and here you must return to claim them as your own. Think of your, quote, enemies a little while and tell each one as he occurs to you, my brother, peace and joy I offer you, that I may have God's peace and joy as mine. Now, this, these are kind of the fun lessons when you get to think about your enemies because one of the things I like to do is really kind of lean into the hatred, you know, <laughs> my old landlords. Ugh. God, I hate them. They're such enemies. They're liars and cheaters and betrayers. And everybody thinks they're so wonderful, but they're not. I know how terrible they are. And I do. Okay. But that is a world of ego, right? So that's the world of ego, of hatred, of possession, of, of, of projection, of wanting to be right and to, to, to seek vengeance and all those things. So, you, you know, you think of one of your enemies a little while, allow yourself to indulge. If you'd like, that's a little bit of my stuff. So you certainly don't need to indulge. And you just say, my brother. Peace and joy I offer you, that I, that I may have God's peace and joy as mine. Thus, you prepare yourself to recognize God's gift to you and let your mind be free of all that would prevent success today. Now are you ready to accept the gift of peace and joy that God has given you? Now are you ready to experience the joy and peace you have denied yourself? Now you can say, God's peace and joy are mine, for you have given what you would receive. You must succeed today. If you prepare your mind, as we suggest, that's a beautiful, that's a beautiful little zinger. You must succeed today. If you prepare your mind, as we 
suggest. So in other words, you don't have to do this, but if you prepare your mind, as we suggest, you must succeed. For you have let all bars to peace and joy be lifted up, and what is yours can come to you at last. So tell yourself, God's peace and joy are mine, and close your eyes a while and let his voice assure you that the words you speak are true. Spend your five minutes thus with him each time you can today, but do not think that less is worthless when you cannot give him more. So, you know, hey, if you only got a minute, that's okay. It's not worthless, right? So I mentioned this to you before. I've said this before. When I go to 12-step meetings, I'll usually I'll kind of like have my phone out on my lap, and I'll have the I'll have this screen on so that the screen doesn't lock. And I'll have the lessons prayer of the day, and I'll just glance down at it throughout the meeting. Or maybe if I skip several five-minute periods throughout the day, before I go to bed, I'll do like 30 minutes of the lesson. I'll just repeat it like a mantra or whatever. So uh, less is, do not think that less is worthless when you cannot give him more. So at least remember hourly to say the words which call to him to give you what he wills to give and wills you to receive. Determine not to interfere today with what he wills. And if a brother seems to tempt you to deny God's gift to him, see it as but another chance to let yourself give the gifts of God as yours. Then bless your brother thankfully and say, my brother, peace and joy I offer you that I may have God's peace and joy as mine. So, you know, it's kind of fun because you get to sort of, you know, you get to, you get to let people piss you off and, and you're allowed to be angry with people. You're allowed to take that anger to the grave. You are allowed to harbor your resentment for as long as you'd like. It's your right. You can be as angry and as pissed off as you'd like for the rest of all eternity, right? Or, or perhaps there is a better way. And this Course in Miracles stuff is a way to access or a structure that we can utilize to access that better way. So thank you all. God bless each and every one of you. Love you and appreciate you and love getting the emails from you and love uh, finding out about a new person who's listening and engaging with the course to the best of their ability. And God loves you and you are wonderful by the mere fact of your own existence. So have a beautiful day. I will talk to you later. God song. One, two, three, four. Before the ayahuasca, before the clear blue skies, and before the great awakening, there were demons disguised as angels in shiny foily packets containing China heroin. Cheapest vodka bottles, the filthy escapades, my morning hustle on the train. And the angels watching over me, the God that I could never see as I wandered alone through city streets. And the whores, the whores, the whores were my friends. The hookers and the junkies and the other deviants. They beat me to submission till I cast aside my demons and that's when. It came shining through dusty blinds in a dim lit room and I saw the light, I saw the light, I saw the light, I saw the light, it 
enough to show me the errors of my ways. But may God bless you if you keep one by your bedside. I hope it gets you to heaven one day. I hope it gets you to heaven one day. I hope it gets you to heaven one day. And I ain't gonna argue with no atheist. Because my truth is my truth is my truth.